This is Hi-Fi Radio with Wolfgang Klein and Jack Hardell. Toronto's News, today's talk, 640 Toronto. Ah, the weekend, Saturday night. It gets no better than this. Elton John uh, said it in spades, but uh, no fighting. No, no, no. Well, maybe as the show unfolds, we'll see. <laughs> Indeed, uh, let's get to it uh, and welcome. A uh, show about money each and every Saturday right here on 640 Toronto. I am Wolfgang Klein, Portfolio Manager, uh, along with my partner, Jack Hartle, Portfolio Manager. Yeah, sort of like a two-for-one deal uh, when clients work with us. Actually, it's a whole team effort, uh, but it's nice to have two PMs uh, uh, managing Managing money, uh, always bouncing ideas back and forth, uh, just trying to get better at what we do, always learning, unfortunately, always making mistakes. Somehow, uh, we rise to the top, uh, voted as the best portfolio management team at Canaccord, uh, voted by the math, by the way. Uh, pure mathematics, risk and return measured, uh, came up number one. I'm very proud of that. I have to say I'm extremely proud of that because that means uh, we are doing our job for our clients. And by the way, if you are not terribly happy, uh, want a second opinion, uh, WolfgangKlein.com, TheWolfOnBayStreet.com. Uh, drop us a line. Jack and I will be more than happy to spend time with you. And we always welcome new members to our family. Uh, we have to get the golden arches uh, Put in front of our office, uh, 301 families served. Yes, that's what we take care of, 301 exclusive Canadian families. And it's not about size. It's about personality. It's all about personality. Uh, if we like each other, if you like us and we like you, we can help you. Uh, it's not about the money. Uh, that's secondary. That will come. Uh, how does the money come? You get up and you go to work. You make some money and you don't spend it all. You save some of it, and importantly as much, you invest it, and you repeat. 25 years, work, save, invest, repeat. Uh, 1000 bucks a month, uh, 25 years will eclipse a million bucks, just buying the broad U.S. market. Uh, it works, my friends. I've done it. I've seen it. I can help you. Uh, I like helping people. Jack likes helping people. And, um, you know, it's not about the flavor of the day. Uh, speaking of flavor of the day, Jack, it, it, remarkable, eh? Uh, Beyond Meat, when I, I just, for interest sake, pulled out the stock chart, I could not believe. Uh, beyond, beyond vomit, beyond food poisoning, uh, my friend, <laughs> Beyond Meat stock, uh, went public. Don't know at what price. I don't care what price. Uh, it became all the rage. Meme. Um, uh, the fear of missing out. FOMO. Uh, the next great thing. Saving the world. Yada, yada, yada. $250 US at the peak. I was getting calls from radio to talk about it. I said, my God, no, no, and no. Uh, stock now, seven dollars and 95 cents i said 250 to seven dollars and 95 cents it was a huge story wolf market loves stories market believes in stories they need to believe in stories and we've talked about it in the office the pendulum the pendulum the euphoria everyone uh, going out and buying you know beyond meat going out and uh, mcdonald's is going to be serving beyond meat burgers this story just gets extrapolated and extrapolated and the market does believe it in the short term and then the pendulum swings the other way. You know, pendulums are very important, um, and it is very, very true. Uh, and like an elastic band, when they go the other way, they can snap you hard. Uh, how about the the? Uh, I'm gonna look. We call them the fat drugs. Okay, no, don't don't take offense. That's what they're called, the fat drugs uh, on the marketplace. Ozempic, of course, being front and center. Uh, they, but Jack, you gave me this headline, and it, it was absolutely brilliant. Uh, and I commend you for finding it. Ozempic could help airline profits rocket as passengers who use it to slim down. Uh, 
Airlines Mathematics says they can claim save eight hundred million dollars. Excuse me, eighty million dollars a year if every passenger lost ten pounds. Come on, like honestly, I, I, I'm sure the math works, but it's not actually going to happen. But again, you look at the food stocks and Jack. Yeah, 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 all down. McDonald's lower. A and W lower. Um, salty Hers- snacks with Pepsi. Salty snacks with Pepsi lower. Hershey's lower. Uh, Lamb Weston, the French fry manufacturer, that stock was clean as a whistle forever. And ever, and then it broke. Right, uh, no different than the Atkins diet back in 2002. Yep. I remember being in school, McDonald's. I'm not saying they were going to go out of business, but it was a real threat to them at the time, or the story was told. It, it, Atkins diet almost killed Krispy Kreme donuts, right? Uh, anyways, uh, we got a partner on uh, from Vancouver, uh, a friendly uh, competitor. Uh, sort of. is uh, a you know, co-worker. Um, you can look him up. Uh, Thane Stanner. Uh, with CG Wealth Management uh, out of the Vancouver office. Uh, you and I spent a little bit of time on those uh, corporate uh, gatherings. Uh, Thane, welcome to Hi-Fi Radio. Let's have some fun. And I do thank you very kindly for spending some time with us. Welcome. Pleasure. Pleasure to be here, Wealthy, with you guys. Uh, yeah, so Thane Stanner, he's a portfolio manager as well. He's got a CIM. And uh, you know what caught my attention about you, uh, Thane, is the fact that uh, used to work at uh, Morgan Stanley, uh, one of the big U.S. shops. Not on Wall Street, unfortunately. That would have been cooler. But almost as cool, in many ways cooler, than still is from California. Uh, tell me about that experience briefly as a advisor for Morgan yeah. Stanley in California. Yeah, actually, I I did get to Wall Street probably about eight times a year, Wolfie and uh, Jack. I so I got a little bit of a flavor and taste there. But uh, no, lived some California dreaming dreaming in the Bay Area, uh, Palo Alto, and San Francisco, and it was uh, it was a it was an eye opener, you know. Right in the U.S., markets are you know the dollars down there have at least one or two more zeros than what we see up here in Canada. And but having said that. Some great people, uh, just a great time down there, um, even during COVID. So it was uh, it was a good experience for four years. But you know, came back a couple of years ago, joined the CG team, and uh, I'm from you know Vancouver, born and raised, and you know family's here. So I kind of missed home and made it made my way back. Well, welcome home, my good friend. Welcome back to uh, Canada and, and Vancouver. Uh, so, Thane, uh, the last I caught from you uh, was that you were very, very bearish. Uh, so we're going to open with that. Um, bearish meaning negative, meaning that you didn't like the, what you saw in the world and as such uh, had a lot of cash. And if I'm not mistaken, uh, um, your your mantra, your belief uh, made its way to the uh, Globe and Mail. Uh, am I correct? Yep. Yes. So, so talk about that. How, how were you feeling? How are you feeling right now? Or thinking better than feeling? Yeah. Feeling get you in big trouble, by the way, yeah. friends. Don't don't feel. <laughs> think. Yes, yeah, very good point, both. Yeah, I. So first of all, we're about thirty seven percent cash right now, so we are more defensive. Um, as we all know, tech rallied uh, strong uh, from last uh, November December up until July peak then and. So, you know, wh- where my headspace is at right now is we've got uh, likely some things that are going to start to break, right? Interest rates have spiked in the last 18, 20 months. And I think uh, we're going to start to see some some challenges in front of us with earnings. And for the first time in a long time, we'll see, and I think you probably would agree with me here, is bonds are actually competing with stocks, right, with Yields that have uh, you know spiked considerably the last eighteen months, 
And uh, I think that's the headwind. I think on a risk-adjusted basis, bonds are you know kind of interesting right now. Yeah, well, there is an alternative, is what they're saying. That is the headline. I want to I want to back up a second here, and I'm going to Jack. I'm going to bring you in on this one here. Uh, interest rates have risen dramatically, parabolically. It's all about rate of change. Uh, so when interest rates moving from a half a percent to three and a half percent, that's I'm not sure what the math is. Is six hundred percent move? Sounds like a six hundred percent move. Um, Jack, for some time, has been saying, you know, well, for the market perhaps doesn't hit bottom until they break something, at which point the central bank can, can begin lowering interest rates. So, Jack, Thane, go at it in terms of something's going to break. What do you two gentlemen think is going to break? Jack, I'll start with you. <laughs> That's a tough question. But the fact is that uh, there's lots of sectors already, the interest-sensitive sectors. Uh, right now, you're looking at the – they're going to say – what about, sorry, be, what about them? They're supposed to be defensive stocks, yeah. right? So you look at the utilities, you look at the REITs, you look at the telcos. All of these sectors are supposed to be defensive stocks, and they are getting repriced because of asset allocation. People are looking at, I'm going to say, a competing five-year treasury and saying, why do I want to own a telco a dividend paying 5% yeah, when, I, no, when Jack, I can get a treasury? In terms of breaking, uh, the telcos are trending lower. They don't want them. REITs are trending lower. Utilities are trending lower. Not breaking trending lower but what i'm so saying I'm is for, what do you think will break what you, you you know what Jack i is. would say the office sector in terms of reits is going to be the most uh troubled on top of that you have the regional banks because they have the most exposure so if i was going to pick one spot that would be my Sorry, pinch wait, point, which, wait, repeat, point which was the spot you think the office office reits office reits. and then that parlays into regional banks regional bank in the united states yes uh, okay uh thane in terms of yeah, something so, breaking what do you think so i i Believe it or not, I'm actually going to agree with with Jack on his two points. I don't believe I you. Office, yeah, <laughs> <I'm> office, <kidding. laughs> office reads and also uh, financials, the regionals, because there's so much uh, CMBS debt and and uh, uh, real estate related debt on the balance sheets. And you've had because of interest rates rising, you've had a lot of um, unrealized losses on the bank's balance sheets right now because of the treasury holdings, right? Interest rates go up. Interest rates go up. Bonds go down. Yeah, yeah. So I think. think, So you think that there's a lot of unrealized losses on their balance sheets that they're not marked to marketing on a quarterly basis? I'm not an accountant, so I don't know how that works. Correct. Yeah. So basically, (laughs) you know, if they go to sell, they're gonna they would realize realize significant losses. Realize the loss, right? But it's yeah, yeah, yeah. But but from the accounting system point of view, it's you know if they can defer doing that. The better. And they're going to be okay. But having said that, Silicon Valley, uh, First Republic Bank, back, you know, Bay Area were. Well, they broke. So something did break. I, I'm going to, because that, that's sort of my line. I don't, uh, something I think already has broken. I, and again, uh, someone's going to get caught offside. I'm going to say perhaps, you, you, Jack, you mentioned office and a financial um, thing. You're agreeing with Jack. I'm going to say perhaps a big developer uh, can get caught offside, like a Brookfield, for example. Uh, too mm-hmm. much on their balance sheet, uh, marking assets down. All of a sudden, covenants get breached, uh, and we've seen some covenant breaches already. From my well, that's exposure the, to office as well, Wolf. It's exposure to office, so, but the, again, so it's not the office per se; it's the developer. Uh, anyways, uh, yeah. something may break. We don't know. Uh, I will say, my good friends, uh, one of the best assets you can own when something breaks: the U.S. dollar. Stay tuned. It's Hi-Fi Radio, 640 Toronto. Don't go anywhere. There's more Hi-Fi Radio in a moment on 640 Toronto.
You're listening to a paid commercial program. Unless otherwise identified, guests on the program are employees of or otherwise represent the advertiser. The opinions expressed therein are those of the advertiser and do not necessarily reflect the views and policies of Chorus Entertainment. And if you want these kind of dreams, it's Californication. I remember seeing that band in front of HMD, Young Street. Set up the stage, and the Peppers were there. It was so cool. It was, a, I think, it was a Thursday afternoon or a Friday afternoon. Anyone at that show out there? Peppers on Young Street in the late, late 90s. Yeah, now we got ourselves, uh, I don't know what we got going on in Young Street right now. It's a disaster. Stay away, my good friends, from the court. It is an absolute disaster. Uh, 24-7. Uh, my God, what have they done to this city of ours? Progress, they say. Well, I I like to believe, uh, but I have to remain skeptical. And gridlock and uh, bike lanes and, yeah, get back to work. Got a walker. Propel yourself with a scooter. I used to have a skateboard. I used to cruise around Toronto on a skateboard. But I went from, you know, Bay Street over to uh, CP24, 299 Queen, and uh, did some hits on skateboard. And that worked. There's no battery on them, no remote control. And they all kicked. I kicked. And I never fell once, thank goodness me. But at some point, I said, I'm going to put this thing aside. I don't want to trip and fall and uh, damage my $300 suit. Anyways, I am Wolfgang Klein, portfolio manager, manager of money, 301 Canadian families. Um, very, very well served by my team. Of course, my partner, Jack Hartle, Zach Kim, Kathleen Klein, their strategists and our analysts and our planners. We do a good job. We do a really, really good job. We know how to squeeze juice out of a dollar, and we know how to make a dollar grow. Uh, it's not exciting, unfortunately, but it works. That's the most important thing. Um, Thane Stanner is a portfolio manager with Canaccord, Vancouver office. He's a big guy, uh, both book and presence, I shall say. Book of business and presence, yep. Uh, used to work for Morgan Stanley, came back to Canada, and uh, continues to uh, help families out west, build wealth. He says across Canada, I say nonsense. It's the Wolf on Bay Street in Ontario. If you're in Ontario, you don't speak to this man. Down. If you're Vancouver, go ahead. Spend some time with him. I'm just kidding. Whatever's best for you, the listener. That's all that matters. It's all about the listener. Uh, my friends, uh, the world is your oyster, and you have choice. You're spending time with us right now. Thank you for choosing that. Uh, Thane, uh, second half of your hit here with the Wolf on Bay yeah. Street and Jack Hartle. Yeah. Uh, so you got yourself 37% cash. Uh, cash is not trash is the new headline. Uh, I'm all in, by the way, buddy. I love the equity market in here. <laughs> Yummy. Tasty. It looks good to me. I think bottom in. Uh, I think we got, if nothing else, a Q4 rally. Um, I love the look of technology. And in fact, you worked in Palo Alto we own the stock, buddy. The semiconductor, of course, the security software, the cybersecurity company. I assume that's where it's from, by the way. I just learned something by having you on the air about a company I own. Uh, it's Origins. Uh, do you own the stock, Palo Alto? Just for, you know? No, I don't. Romantic? No, of course not. You got cash. You hold cash. What are you holding? Canadian dollars or loonies? Or U.S. dollars? Uh, Canadian. Oh, yeah. You like, you like the Canadian. You like the Canadian. That's sinking, buddy. Wrong. Tra- wrong. You should, oh, my. Some U.S. We got some U.S. How much U.S. do you have? How much U.S. do you have overall for your portfolios? Client gives you 100 bucks. How much would end up in U.S. denominated securities? 72% currently. You're 72% U.S.? 
Yep, overall, so, including cash. That's, so, uh, that's good. No, that's good. So, Thane, 37% yep. cash. Okay, I'm going to assume you're getting anywhere from 4 to 5% on that interest uh, income. Yeah, five and a quarter. Right, so quarter, what, that's good. That's good. What are you doing with the risk side of your portfolio? Where do you see opportunities? So, so I, you know, Wolfie described me earlier as being super bearish, which I, I am on some areas for sure. But I would say I'm also bullish on gold, gold-related uh, companies, precious metals, um, right here on longer-term bonds. You ever meet Jamie Carrasco? He's been on the show many times. Do you know him? Yeah, uh, I know of him, yes. You, you want to you speak to Jamie Carrasco. He can help you defend your gold as it goes lower. And by the way, um, yeah, he can help you defend your gold as it goes lower. He's very, very good at it. Uh, oh, yeah, it's breaking out in yen terms. Have you seen that chart, gold yen? Yes, I have. You've seen the gold. Yeah, okay, well, that's yeah, good. You're your seasoned gold yeah. guy. Yeah. So you like you yeah. like gold. All right, I'm going to give that big a big X. Uh, next. <laughs> well, commodities in general have sold off, right? Gold miners from sold off or selling off. I see. I see down arrows. I see down arrows on on, on commodities. Yeah, so I just sold just, sold them today. I sold some more yeah, base metals so, today. Okay. Well, maybe. Are maybe you buying them? The buy side. No, that's what makes a market. That that's funny, isn't that funny? That's right. It is what makes a market. I'm going to say bull bear debate. A lot of the things that people and listeners don't understand, uh, they talk about the stock market. For every transaction, there is a buyer and a seller. Mm, And in a bull bear market, there has to be a clearing price. When people get really excited, they'll bid it right up. Mm -hmm. When you get down to uh, depressed levels, right, that's where the bargains are found. But again, people are selling them for various reasons. So bull bear debate. Listeners, remember, there is always a buyer. And there is always a seller in the market. Okay, listeners, remember the trend is your friend. Is it going yes. up or is it going down? Yeah, I'd, I'd add one other element to that, gentlemen. I'd, I'd say, what's your time frame, right? What's your time frame? What's I don't know. What time, time is it now? It's 1223. <laughs> I'm going to say the closing bell is at four. I got two and a half hours. Yeah. I'm can, kidding. Can you know, funny, yeah. it's tight, tight. You're, but Thane, I'm going to say, I'm gonna, let's stay on this notion about time. Time is very, very important. And, yep. you know, Warren, I, I think about that because I'm, I'm more of a momentum guy. I want to be owning stuff that is going higher and other stuff that's going lower. And I, the reason being because of the pendulum that Jack opened up with, because the market mm-hmm. will take these things higher and further than you think and lower and deeper into deficit than you possibly can imagine. It's incredible. I go back to the, the cliche or the statement, the, friend, the trend is your friend. That said, I'm looking at a company like Diageo. Uh, they make Guinness, and I'm biased because I actually had a pint of Guinness at the Guinness factory in Dublin. Friends, do not discount Guinness until you go to Dublin and you go to the factory and you go through a little maze and up to the top sky scraping uh, terrace they have and they will pour you a beautiful pint it is unbelievably smooth and creamy it's really really good um yeah uh so but that stock i digress to my pint of guinness let me get my nose and my tie out of that beer for a second here um (laughs) uh, diageo looks incredibly cheap um but Catching a falling knife, I learned in chef school. Uh, in fact, I guess I now got my certificate, my chef certificate, Jack. My last course has been taken. In chef school, one of the things I learned, it means on plus, that means basically get your beep in order, get your poo-poo in order. Uh, and number two, never catch a falling knife. And Jack, we talk about lack of use. It's very instinctive to try to reach out and grab that falling knife. Don't do it. So Diageo, uh, purveyors of Guinness, uh, I'm seeing value there. Canadian banks. I'm seeing value. U.S. banks, I'm seeing value. Uh, your base metals, perhaps, your gold price. However, uh, you could be out of favor for a long 
long time. Uh, that's the challenge with the value. I, th- I think there's a great layup uh, thing uh, for value investors here. But uh, Time Horizon can solve the problem. But I want to make money. Uh, clients want to make money. And, and there's the paradox. I throw it to you, pal. Well, I, I guess I would say is there's a reason why you and Jack have, you know, done so well in your discretionary portfolios that you manage for, for your clients, right? You've, you've taken advantage of trends over the years, and I've known you for a number of years now, and uh, I can see, you know, your approach has worked extremely well. And just like it makes, you know, lots of different people in the markets make up the markets, yep. we, tend to, we tend to focus on more ETFs and things of like that. So we're looking at more at trends or sectors versus individual stocks and goes to show many different ways of trying to make money right at the end of the day. But I think, you know, what I would really say at this point is wouldn't surprise me if we get a little bit of a year end rally here coming up, but, um, a little. I, I think we're in a good one. I, I like the layup yeah, for this. Man, the, yeah. This market got knocked down. You know, it's funny. The S and P five hundred uh, again, equal weight, cap weight, whatever. The way the market looks is, is the way it's printed on the screen today, and that is market cap weight. Yeah, ten stocks are driving it. I know the story, yeah. but breadth has improved. Um, uh, that uh, from its low rose. 23, 24, 25%. Uh, off its low, up 20 is a bull market. Uh, so it had its, its, its bull run into bull market territory, and then it just retreated in the last six weeks. September, as seasonally expected, was terrible. October, first few days were weak as well. So for peak to trough, it actually breached the 20% up to, to read, I think, up 19. And it said, no. I'm going to discount that bearish stance back to bull territory, back above 20% from the low. Again, it's academic, it, 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 but it, it does make headlines, and there is program trading. We'll trade off of stuff like that. Do you agree with me, Thane? I totally agree with you on that. I think the algorithms, uh, algo traders and whatnot will kind of step in and, and do some, I don't want to say manipulation of the prices, but basically will you know, use the math to try to move in and out based upon momentum. Mm-hmm. I, I think it, you know, so here's where we may differ a bit is, you know, within bear markets, and if we look at the S&P 500, not equal weighted, yep. regular rate, mm-hmm. it's basically gone sideways for 27 months now. It's It's been quite disappointing for, for a lot of people in the S&P 500. So I think what you're basically talking about is how to try to make money even when the broader markets are kind of, you know, maybe not necessarily squeezing out a lot of gains. So, and I know, I know your portfolio as well. And I know you guys are doing a good job for clients in what was probably, you know, in essence, a challenging market for, for most investors out there. Rule number one, don't lose your money. And rule number two is repeat rule number one. Don't lose your money. That's that's easier said than done. And, uh, you know, uh, I try to trade what I see. I try to cut them early and cut them often. Taking a loss means you have to admit you're wrong. The good thing is when I was in school, honestly, the good thing when I was in school, the teacher told me I was wrong all the time. So I got used to being wrong. I'm not kidding you with that. I find super intellects who get 98, 99 in school do really, really poorly in the market because they say, I did all my homework. This is the way the market is, and this is how I'm going to make money from it, and it goes against them, and they don't well, understand. They're yeah. never wrong. So they they blow up. I've seen very smart people blow up. Uh, you must respect the market. Yeah. You know that yeah. thing. You've been on the, on the street yeah. longer than I have. Yeah. Well, let me, let me give you a quick antidote for the listeners. Basically, Sir John Templeton. I got to meet him when I was in my teens because my dad was in the business for 50 years. You hear that, Jack? Yeah. 
Yeah, yeah, he was in the business a long time. But Sir Sir John, I met him probably forty times. Remember one of the things he said to me he says, "Great portfolio managers are right about two thirds of the time." Great ones, great ones, genius. great ones, great ones. Yeah, yeah, but, yeah. But, but baseball, what is it? Five hundred? Is that the number, Jack? Uh, the, no, uh, no, 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 like no, three hundred. No. Three hundred. You're, you're a superstar. Absolutely. Yep. Yeah. Kind of my dumb. Three fifty in baseball, you are king, right? Whereas in investing, you get fired uh, for doing such a poor job. But yeah, that always resonated. What Sir John said to me, he says, "Yep." He says, "You have to admit, no matter how much research you do, you're not going to be right all the time. So it's a it's a tough business." But the odds are in your favor if you are right two-thirds of the time. You have to have an exit strategy. And that's one of the most important yeah. things I've learned. I'm still working on getting a, a tight exit strategy. But we do have tools, yeah. and they are working. Uh, momentum tools that are giving us some good sell signals. Yeah. Uh, yeah. And, you know, fight it at your peril. Accept it and move on. Probably the better advice. Um, mm. Thane? Yes. Thank you. That was a lot of fun, You're man. Welcome. Uh, was. Let's, let's do it again. All right. Let's do it again. We're going to, uh, yeah, it's some good friendly competition and, uh, I'll see you in Japan. All right. Sounds good. Thanks, all, right, all right, brother. All the best. Bye. Hi, bye radio six forty Toronto. Uh, going to pay some bills around here. we got about three producers we got to pay for today. So a little commercial break and get right back to the show about money with our chief North American strategist, our U.S. strategist, Mr. Tony Dwyer, frequently seen on CNBC. Uh, he's just a great guy, a great friend, and very, very sharp. You don't want to miss this. Stay tuned. Don't go anywhere. There's more Hi-Fi Radio in a moment on 640 Toronto. You're listening to a paid commercial program. Unless otherwise identified, guests on the program are employees of or otherwise represent the advertiser. The opinions expressed therein are those of the advertiser and do not necessarily reflect the views and policies of Chorus Entertainment. Hey, you little piano? Tony Dwyer from New York. Do you know who that band is, Tony? I don't. New York Dolls. The New York Dolls. The song is called Personality Crises. Perfect for you, buddy. I queued that up. I spent all week finding the perfect song for you. That's it, baby. New York Dolls, man. New York Dolls. Is that good? Is that that good? Am I in a personality crisis? And it came out in 1973, the year you were born. What do you think of that? I wish. You wish. I I, wish. So do I. My God. <laughs> My God. We just had Thane Stainer on the show. Uh, I'm not sure who has more hair, you or him. Um, have you heard of a place called Turkey? Me? Yeah. Yeah. I'm thinking of going to Turkey. You want to come with me? <laughs> no. No? I'm good. I'm thinking about it. Nope. Anyways, it's, you're a very handsome boy, Tony. And uh, You know something? You're a good friend. Um, and I want to have some fun. Uh because this is, you know, radio and people want to be entertained. Yes, we're going to help you make some money, but, you know, why not? If we can help you smile and feel better about yourself, I think you get yourself a little bonus uh, when tuning into Hi-Fi Radio. Now, Tony Dwyer, uh, he's a key man. He's on CNBC all the time. And uh, whenever Canaccord gets together, yes, he headlines the show. And it's great. Uh, I just had a great conference. Brought our people together from Canaccord because, yes, we are back to work, by the way. And uh, it's always nice to see Tony and uh, they bring in his uh, counterpart, uh, Martin Roberge from Montreal. So we get a great uh, different spin on the world and view of things. Tony, uh, 
Yeah, sell it may go away, buy when it snows, sell when it goes, avoid September and October, beware the Ides of March, Christmas rally, oversold markets, a couple of wars going on, you buy when the bombs fall, blah, blah, blah. Uh, long or the short, do you like the way the market is set up for a year and rally, Tony? Well, it's certainly, as you know, Wolfie, we um, we called for a year, uh, not a year end rally, but an oversold rally last week because it's pretty rare when you get the market down as much. And I think for the perspective of the listeners, we need to qualify that because they look and say, well, the S&P 500 is up over 12%. What are you talking about? Well, that's <laughs> dominated by, by 10 stocks. So 10 stocks represent more than a third of the market. And if you look at the Dow Jones Industrial Average, the equal weighted S&P 500 or the Russell 2000 the small cap stocks, they were actually last week down for the year. Mm-hmm. So truly, it's been a very bad year for stocks relative to cash. So it's been smart to be in cash because you're getting a riskless rate of return, X inflation of over five and a half percent. That's where our last so guest is exactly where our last guest. We, sorry, we, we just speak into our previous guest offer, the two of you, like, you know. Little uh, Kugon on there against the Wolf on Bay Street. That's exactly what he said. This exact same thing. You know, again, said you can't leave your account city money sitting in cash. You actually have to buy a security with it, treasury bill, of course, or something. So you do cannot be sitting in cash because right. the, the the firms will not pay you sitting. Again, what's a bank paying you right now in your savings account, Jack? In cash? I'm gonna say less than half a percent. Uh, less than a half a be percent. So they're getting they're they're making but, large on that. And there's competition for that. They're finally gonna give you a little bit, but they're they're so slow at raising rates. So you actually still have to put the money to work is that the same in america tony if you hold your account out of goldman sachs or morgan stanley and it sits in cash what do you think they're actually paying you on that um well i i think less than a money market fund or some t-bills or a cd but um you know i, I don't know exactly what i bet it's less is. than a percent i bet you they're jamming yeah you got you got to buy something with it when you, you got to buy something with it when yeah. well and you know i think it's important to say that that's why you guys exist because I can't come on the radio not knowing a customer or a client and say what they should do. I have no, no idea. No, and I'm just talking about do. if your money's sitting in cash and you, they shouldn't. No, but to make that, what I'm saying, Tony, to make the 5%, you have to buy an instrument, a T bill, a GIC. A, you can't just sit in cash. Uh, so I'm just trying to help the listener understand that because, again, people are doing it on their own. Uh, if they're That's sitting correct. in cash at, I don't know, a Schwab account, they're not getting paid a whole lot on it. Uh, they got to buy something with it. And that, which means then you have to sell it when you want to buy something else. Uh, Tony, um, you made a very great point uh, at the seminar uh, last week uh, stating that only 9% of stocks are above their 50-day moving average. Um, I'm looking at, and last week we had a great technician on with us, uh, also a seasonal guy. Uh, he's about 20 years older than you, uh, than both you and I, Tony. Um, he's, he's been on Bay Street forever and he, he retired, but he continues to write his blog and it's very detailed. He just can't Get away from Bay Street. Nine um, percent of stocks, only nine percent of stocks, are above their fifty-day moving average. I look at five hundred and fifty stocks a week, and Tony, I can say at least half of them look lower. A third of them look sideways to consolidating below their fifty-day, but still perhaps above their two hundred, or perhaps have found kind of some kind of a bottom and trying to forge it. Uh, so I can say half look lower. A th- 25% sideways, 25% higher. Uh, you can find winning plays right now. Tech, semis, security software, I keep building out my positions. Base metals, they look lower. 
Golds look lower. Banks look lower. Um, fat drugs, all the rage. Uh, I think rally into year end. Uh, Novo Nordisk and uh, Lele. Uh, we just added to those names. So my point is, Tony, there are things you can do. Uh, NASDAQ is up, what, 35% from its low? Nothing to sneeze at. Yeah, we can talk about what's down or what's negative. Uh, okay, I'm going to be the other side. I'm going to be glass half full and say, well, tech looks really good. Tech is, Jack, you said it. What's the word for tech? What is tech, Jack? Early cyclical. Oh, okay. Jack just said that to me 20 minutes ago, and he's 15 years younger than me. He's sharper than I am. He still is. I'm still going to give you that, Jack, but uh, man. You well, they certainly, you know, is, that they certainly, is that tea or coffee? It was water. Can we get a cappuccino, please, for Zach, for Jack? They certainly benefit from a lower interest rate environment, so if... They, uh, sorry, they, who's they? The tech companies tech, that you're talking about. Right. The sector. Yeah. So. Right, you know, tech, tech does, yeah, this actor does. So, Tony, what do you think about that? We got stuff that is working. Uh, is it a head fake, or what's it telling you? I think he's, the last thing you need right now is more caffeine. Jack, don't give him a cappuccino. No, no, those no, no, for Jack. Jack, I, I'm good. I'm drinking my herbal, uh, herbalicious tea here. But Jack, Jack, drinking water. He, he didn't. He didn't. He just said to me 20 minutes ago, "Well, tech is early cyclical." Jack, what's tech? Uh, it's okay. It's okay. It's okay. We're just human. It depends. I think you have to really qualify what tech you're looking at. Some tech has been decimated. Like what? Like what? Um, You know, over the course of the last two years, some of the software, smaller cap software names have been hit. Um, Some of the even bigger cap software names have been hit. It's really been driven again by those top stocks. You know, the semi, semiconductors have gone up or down. So it really comes down. Okay, I, I'm going to give you one, Tony. Okay, so yeah. the one that, yeah. No, but here, here's one that's coming to mind. Because, again, I look at a lot of charts. I know you do. CrowdStrike. The stock has been ripping for about, I don't know, six months. Looks really, really good. But still well off its COVID peak. That, that thing is still down 50% from COVID peak, hit bottom, and turned the corner. That's the stuff I like here. I would say you could make the argument, Wolf, that that COVID peak, um, CrowdStrike should have never been there. But the point I'm going to make is what we're doing for our clients right now, we're looking for stocks that are trading above the 200-day moving average. What that means for the listener is they're on trend, moving in the right direction, because our belief is that we do get this year-end rally. Tony? So you know I can't comment on individual securities, Wolf. Not understand, but sectors, thematics. Listen, listen. So this is um, this is the kind of thing I'm talking about, where you have a stock that's down from near 300, got as low as 100, and is bounced to 188. So it's not, you know, it's one of those ideas where it's somewhere in the middle. It's a pretty unclear environment, and until you get some real clarity, like I understand, you know, the, yeah. So that the, there is a big bifurcation um, in what is in the marketplace. So it really comes down to stock picking and what, you know, doing your homework on the individual name. All right, Tony, I'm going to ask you a question now, and you can think about it while we go to commercial break. And the question is, do you think the big fangs best their previous highs in time? Give us, I'll give you 18 months. Do you think within 18 months, big fang stocks best their highs? I'm talking Google, Meta, Amazon, Microsoft. Ponder that. We're going to pay some bills. Get right back to the one, the only, Mr. Tony Dwyer from Wall Street. Right? Stand by. Want to make more money? Stay tuned for more Hi-Fi Radio on 640 Toronto. You're listening to a paid commercial program. Unless otherwise identified, guests on the program are employees of or otherwise represent the advertiser. The opinions expressed therein are those of the advertiser and do not necessarily reflect the views and policies of Chorus Entertainment.
spreading the news You're leaving today Tell him, Frank I want to be a part of it New York, New York That's what we should have given you, Tony. That's the piece. Hey? Canaccord Conference. This gentleman walking up onto stage. That is the music. But they didn't ask me. I try to help Tony. Anyways, Tony Dwyer from Wall Street. Our U.S. strategist on the International Committee. And it's, you got a long handle. You guess you do, you do so much for Canaccord. Uh, you really do. And you work really, really hard. And, you know, in a pinch, we have a question. We call you. You get back to us. You're very, very helpful, Tony. Uh, gracias, uh, my friend. Gracias. Uh, well, happy to do it. So, Tony, uh, to again, I know you don't want to talk specific stock. I do, and I'm going to, and you can you know, skate on side and worry about the regulators. I get it. You don't want to wear an orange jumpsuit, and the regulators are they're pretty tough south of the border. Uh, that's why I don't even want a U.S. license. Um, but it's great that you can spend some time with us up here on the radio in Canada. Uh, of course, this can be heard around the world, podcasts and stream it. So, yeah, it's an international show. Uh, good morning for those tuning in to, from Germany. And uh, hello, if you're in London right now, if you're in America, well, hey. Your brother, Tony, is spending time with us, Tony Dwyer. Uh, Tony, big fang stocks, Meta, Google, Amazon, Facebook, or Facebook is Meta, uh, Microsoft. Uh, do you think the within 18 months, because uh, interest rates are going to peak and roll over and the world will go on, uh, do you think those stocks best their highs? I, you know, I think it's going to be stock specific, as I said, Wolfie. The thing that um, I think is most important is I don't think it's sustainable that the mega cap stocks, whether they're tech or not, can maintain the percentage of the market that they're in. So either the rest of the market improves as they weaken or uh, they go up less than the rest All of right. the market. So what do you think? Is the rest, is the rest of the market going to participate and push higher? I think it will once interest rates come down. You have to have a catalyst for for growth. Like the Dwyer family or the Wolfie family or the Jack family needs money to be able to spend money. And there's only two ways to get it. You can borrow it or you can get it from your job. And as you know, you know, Wall Street and we're at full employment in, in the US, which means it's you're not gonna get a significant increase in your job. Labor inflation's actually starting to decelerate a little bit. Which is good. So if you're not getting a big number from your job, you gotta get it from a bank or borrow it or get it somehow and and that banks are very tight in their lending standards. Yeah, but you're getting so, money from your job. You're really just not get getting more money. money. To get money. Yeah, but Tony, you're always talking about more money. It's amazing and this is the the, the beauty uh, of of, of you know, countries is they're they're unique, and you travel the world. And people just view things a little differently. Um, you speak about spending money. Hi-Fi Radio is about working and saving money and investing money and living beneath your means. You, you ever hear the concept of beneath your means, Tony? Does, does that resonate with anyone on Wall Street? I don't know that anybody <laughs> really wants to live beneath their means. You have to, buddy. You gotta. You gotta. Good. So you. So you live you live beneath your means yes. to send me your money. Well, no, I'm going to invest my money. I'm buying I'm buying tech stocks. That's why you, you work, you save, you invest, you repeat. You do that for 25 years. A thousand bucks a month, Tony, in the TSX, okay, which is compounded at nine percent over history. The S and P has compounded. I can ask you, how much has the S and P compounded, Tony, in the last 70 years post Second World War? 
What's the long-term number? Probably about 7%. About 7%. Plus dividend gives you close. I, I, I got 11 on my board. On my index chart, it says 11. Uh, long-term yeah. return for the S&P 500. Small caps, even more. Tech, even more. Well, but we'll, we'll call it 10. Call it 9. No, I use 9 as an example. Go ahead. Sorry, Tony. The listeners understand. So you, those markets go up because they track earnings. Earnings go up because it tracks growth. Growth goes up because it's funded by money. So if you don't have, if you're not spending any money and you're just investing your money, you got to spend the money to have economic activity. I'm spending lots of money, Tony. I'm creating economic, but I don't spend all of it. I don't spend more than I take in. Well, unfortunately, most people are not in that position. Most people um, in the U.S. from a population standpoint, richest country in the world that they make, the richest country in the world. Tony, my God. Wow, we got to save money, man. We got to save money. Everyone has to save money, financial independence. You, we spend so much money. I had a great article, I think. Did you put on my desk, Jack, that article about the, the good old days? Oh, the good old days, the 50s. I missed 1950, they say, the article. Then, wait a minute. In 1950, only three out of 10 homes had a car, Tony. How many cars does your family have? How many cars does my family have? Jack, how many cars in your driveway? You're a very modest guy. How we many have cars? two. You have two cars. There you go. In 1950, you had a third of a car. Oh, yeah. You're spending money. We're all spending money, but you don't spend <laughs> all of it. A bike or a horse. What's it? But yeah, progress. It's all good. And and amazing how cheap technology has become. Like the old black and white television sets in 1950 that I think one out of ten owned, compared to the flat screens today. It's amazing, eh? Wow. It is it's just just incredible. You get so much more for so much less. Anyways, Tony uh, Dwyer, it is always a pleasure. I hope you enjoyed a little fun today. It is Saturday night. You don't want to get too <laughs> serious with people. Tony, go spend some money, buddy. Go spend large. Borrow, borrow, borrow. Um, Jack will lend you some dough. I'm not going to. Forget that. Uh, <laughs> and I'm going to continue to live beneath my means. And friends at home, I encourage everyone, live beneath your means. You still got lots. Trust me. Have a great weekend. Sci-Fi Radio, each and every Saturday. Please tell your friends, spend some time with us. And for spending the hour with us today, I say thank you and I love you. Have a good one. You've been listening to Hi-Fi Radio with Wolfgang Klein and Jack Hardhill, portfolio managers at Canaccord Genuity Wealth Management. For questions about today's show or any questions about money, email Wolf and Jack at WolfgangKlein.com. Hi-Fi Radio, for the love of money. Join us again next week. The preceding was a paid commercial program. Unless otherwise identified, the guests on the program are employees of or otherwise represent the advertiser. The opinions expressed therein are those of the advertiser and do not necessarily reflect the views and policies of Chorus Entertainment.